1: Hello, and welcome to Extra Connections. I'm James Lott Jr. And I have a great guest say I'm always talking, I'm trying to connect with the younger Black men to do the same thing I do, because, you know, I'm just old and tired these days. But these folks have energy, Blacks have energy too, but they're trying to work it out. And I want to showcase them. This guy, he's a junior like I am, Uh uh-huh. a, pro- a video project manager for BuzzFeed. And then currently at this taping, there is no AfterBuzz at the moment, but he, I know him through AfterBuzz as an on-air host and writer. Uh, he had to host a Black Superhero Almanac, which we we'll to talk about that. It's important to Black Superheroes. So let's, let's just bring him on right now. Talk to him. Jeff Williams Jr. Hi, Jeff.
2: Hey, man. Hi. I appreciate you. And I just want to say thank you for bringing me on and just highlighting everything. Because we've talked off screen and just about superheroes, about TV shows, about hosting. And it's just cool to be actually on your show. Thank you. But, you know, I'm
1: one of the OGs, so I try to, I try to support the, the young ones coming up because I think it's – I feel like, you know, you're part of my village. We're all part of the village, and that's what we do. We lift up the ones and show them what's going on and show people what they're doing. So that's what I do. Um, but you're always very nice, and so that's why I thought I'd get on there. But the first question I want to ask you, I ask it to everybody who's a junior, what's it like being a junior for you?
2: Um, I liked it. Honestly, I never was called junior. I was always called Jeffrey. And like, it never really bothered me. I always, I always looked up to my dad. I still look up to my dad. And like, from it's funny. I like, I know my son's gonna. My first son's gonna be named Jeffrey. His nickname's gonna be named Trey. Like, Trey. I hope my I hope my future wife is ready because that's already planned for me. But like, no, I I've always enjoyed being a junior. I'm yeah.
1: What's well, funny because for what me, what was it
2: like for you though? For me,
1: so for me, um, my father was a very formidable man. He was very, he was he was worked for the Senate for years and had a name. So it's kind of like, well, I'm junior, so I got to have a name too, so to speak. And so I got a lot of my ambition from him. I'm a twin to my mother. I look just like her, but with him, I got his personality, so to speak. So. You'd always say, like, wow, I'm not surprised that you're where you are because mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. He was—he was, he showed me hard work. So, in some level, it made me go, I want to make sure the name is good. I kind of want to keep it going, and keep it good. And I've talked to other juniors and the seconds and thirds. And they also said, that's kind of things like you don't think about it all the time. Like, we're not thinking about it. I don't think I'm a junior all the time. I don't think about it. But it's just, I'm aware of it.
2: Yep. I'm aware it's of it. Like, yeah. I was going to say, it's like something you kind of carry with you. You just know, you're like, no, I'm like, I'm Jeffrey Jr. That's like, it's in my Twitter handle. It's like, I don't think I'm a junior, but like, I know it and I carry with me because I know he, I'm representing him when I, when I have a son, he's representing me there, both ways. Well,
1: it's funny because I, when I decided to go, when I decided to do a public name, so to speak, um, well, we just go like James Lott I go, well, no, I'm James Lott Jr. That's just number one. Anyway, in my life, everyone calls me James Lott Jr. or JLJ all the time. And so mm-hmm. I was junior growing up. I was Jamie I was junior. He's Jim. That's his nickname. I'm like, I have no Jim. And I have no Jimmy. i like, those two are not James Lott Jr. So I was always like, you, Jeffrey, I'm James. Like, that's full, just full on. Um, but as I got older, I was just like, well, I think I'm going to just have the whole James Lott Jr. name. I still stand out. All, those of us who have the three-name thing, or three. it still makes it stand out a little bit. You know, it makes you stand mm-hmm. out a little bit. Um, but I'm just highly aware that he's still doing stuff, actually, in, in, the, in the fields. And at one point, we were in the same field at one point. And that was very interesting. They're like, wait, you guys are related? That's James. We go, my name's James Lott Peter. Yeah, I'm related to him. I mean, I, I mean it's.
2: Yeah, uh, yes. This has happened of, our whole lives.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, our whole, whole lives. It's kind of weird. But then I had daughters. Mm. So I guess I could name one James Lott III. Third. It just it's a different way. I don't know. But I have daughters. But I have grandsons. But we didn't name anything after them. So I, I just, James
2: Lott just dies. With That's me. disrespectful. Your daughter, one of them should have did the respectful thing and name them after you. Well, I'm that's I'm just saying. Well, you don't Jeff, have to be the one to say it. I wanted to say it for you. Jeff, you're
1: going to get mad at me again, but I tell you this part. So my first grandson, I actually named him, but I didn't name him James. So,
2: so you can't even get mad at
1: your own daughter? Yeah. So you said, I'm like, you can't, I, can't even, I can't even play that off. So my daughter wanted Aiden, and the father wanted Zachary. And so I said, once you put them together, so Zayden and I, mean, I made him Zayden. So it was Aiden and Zach made him Zayden. So I actually gave him his name. Yeah, but I didn't even give him James. I know.
2: No, nah, you should have said since you guys can't decide, James. We're gonna we're gonna just do James. Just keep it simple. They know it already. They're used to it. Let's add another James.
1: I know. I should have. I did. Switch
2: it up. We'll call him Trey. He's the third.
1: <laughs> well, maybe if I have great grandchildren, I am young enough. I could just have some um, at mm-hmm. some point maybe one of them. Look, the three look at the james i don't know but it stopped It ends with me i'm just saying that's it but it's funny you know, that's it that's really interesting yeah i i it's not something i think about all the time like i'm a gym but i just know that's part of me and i it's in my title i go by james lott jr not just james lott and when someone calls me james lott i feel weird i'm like you got something it's junior. Yeah, junior yeah junior okay Junior. yeah
2: okay like me uh, yeah okay me me <laughs>
1: Well you know, so it's kinda of funny. Um there's a few of those where I'm like I sign in to go somewhere like to Vegas or whatever and I look on I go so my last name's Lot, the hotel I'm at lot, and I go, We can't find lot. Well L-O-T-T. No, we're not we know we get that part. We're not finding a lot. You know, Try Junior. And that's the last name. It'll be under Junior. <laughs> like whose last name is J R? Well, I mean, who put I, that in there? Right?
2: Well that's that's hilarious.
1: That happens all the time too. I've noticed I've I've learned if I go to a hotel and can't find my name under Lot junior junior
3: please
1: much um so how are you doing these days i mean we we've got a lot going on i mean in the last four or five months with everything yeah I've asked all my guests like how are you doing
2: i mean i'm I'm doing well I'm doing as well as can be i'm staying busy I'm healthy as can be um staying safe and i' I've tried to make my my room, my house as comfortable and like livable as possible. Because, like, I see a lot of my friends kind of like, we need to get outside. We need to do this. And I'm like, I'm relaxed where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I would love to be out on the beach, be in the bars or whatever, hanging out with my friends. But I know I don't need to be. I know I can't be out there right now. So I'm going to make my home as comfortable as possible. And I I haven't gone crazy yet. I have started running out of movies and TV shows to watch. That's a different story, but um I've started playing video games and stuff with my friends back in Indiana and stuff. So it's it's allowed me to connect with friends that I haven't been able to connect with. So it's a blessing in disguise or a silver lining in a sense.
1: You bring up a good point. Um, I made my house very comfortable. I have a garden, I have a yard, I'm very blessed. I can I really can't complain. But I did once I got once it started to seem like we're gonna be here for a while, because at first we you didn't know we would gonna be here for this long <laughs> uh, back in March. Uh, but once they were saying, well, it might be end of May. I was like, okay, well, what I got to do? So I started making things, re some furniture, bringing some stuff in. You know, I, I started going, okay, I got to make this. And for me, like you, I mean, now it's my studio too. I mean, I have to get yep. the light out, get this out, you know, get, make sure everything is taken care of. Um, and so now my space is very comfortable. And for the first 90 days, I didn't leave my yard. I didn't leave my house. I didn't go nowhere. Not to the grocery store at Instacart. I didn't go anywhere for 90 Jeez. days.
2: Jeez, I I couldn't even do that. I like there were days where I was like, I just need to drive, so I just like drove down the street or like drove for a while and like got some fresh air. But like, I it got to a point where I actually did Instacart just to get outside. Like I was doing Instacart on the side because like I wasn't going outside. I had no reason to. So I was like, if people need food. I want to side. I want side money, especially during this time when when jobs are so like up in the air. You never know when you need extra money. I was using Instacart as my side cash and just saving up everything that I'm making from like my real job and stuff. Just just because of that time.
1: Yeah. No. It's 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 I. I'm, when you said that, I'm like, I'm very fortunate. I made everything comfortable here so I can do my stuff here. Yeah. Um, but after that, I, I started leaving the house a little bit. So I've been leaving a little bit here and there. I have a sister who lives two blocks away, actually. So I know they've been quarantining, so I've been walking to their house. But it was That's funny nice. because, you know, I, I, I'm a big walker, and I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm a gym body or like that. But I'm relatively okay, whatever. But not really walking for three months was very interesting. I didn't realize that how, even though I moved around the house, I'm in the garden, but like lengthy walk, and maybe what I'm saying lengthy was two blocks, I was out of breath. And my legs were like, uh, James, can you sit down, please? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing to us? I had no idea. It's so it's weird. It's like, what
2: kind of workout is this? Why are we doing this? Yeah, why are where we are you going? Yeah, where
1: are you going? Why are, you, why are we leaving the property? Like, they are like, what's going on? And so it was really weird. So now I'm walking more and more now. But it was kind of like, there are things I did forget about just kind of sitting here in the house. I thought it was going to work. crazy. Um, so, OK, I want to actually, I want to I go straight into this black superhero thing. Because I feel like I'm, I am I'm a novice. It comes to comics, my brother is a huge comic book nerd and fan, he's written comics, he lives with me, he's a huge fan of all that. So whenever I have a question, I run to him, and I'm like, oh, what does this mean? Or my friend, Frank Moran, who's at Octobus TV also, you know, some, of the, some of the DC and Marvel shows there, he did there, I'd ask him questions, I'm like, what's Earth Q? What's Earth One? And oh my God, I was gonna, but your thing was interesting for me because you were highlighting black superheroes. And I didn't even, I mean, besides Storm, maybe one other, I was like, I did, and Black Panther, of course. I didn't even know there were others. And so I'm, again, as a novice. So I want to, I want to ask you this question. It's a, it's a, it's kind of a question I'm sure people maybe have said to you already say out there, why does representation matter when it's only just a comic? quote unquote?
2: I think it matters, especially when it's just a comic, because as you're a kid, what are you looking up to most? Superheroes, heroes, as in your, your dad, your mom, Whoever your parental representation is, what you see on TV, most times you're looking at cartoons as your representation. So if you don't see what you see on Rocket Power, I'm giving you my my cartoons as a kid. If I, if you don't see yourself represented in that, you're gonna look for superheroes, and that's so important because you want to see yourself represented in the highest way. Because we we hope to see superheroes succeed on every be the best person do the best in the grades have the run the fastest do everything right and we need to be able to see ourselves do that as a kid because I wasn't blessed with that until at a older age and a lot of people weren't really and and I say that because I didn't know about them. There were, there were obviously black superheroes way before my time in the comics, but they weren't really on TV and stuff. So I never really saw that until I learned about the comics. And I think it's, it's so important for everybody to know that, to be able to see themselves in the highest way possible so they know what they can achieve and they don't have limitations on their dreams.
1: I like that. I no, I agree. I, I just feel like representation, doesn't matter how silly it seems or whatever, doesn't matter. As a segment of population is going to look at this, devour this, take this in, watch it. They should see stuff reflected themselves in it. It should just—it just should be. I don't care if it's soap operas, wrestling, comics doesn't matter. You should be able to see something that reminds you of you in there somewhere.
2: Yeah, I was when I was growing up. One of the one of the things that attracted me to WWE was there was a person for literally everyone. From my favorite person was the Undertaker. There, were, there was like, you. I mean, he related to anyone and everybody because everybody wanted to be the biggest, baddest guy. And then Booker T, because he looked like me and he was just spinning his head, like just doing a spin a and then kicking people. And it was like, he was just one of, like, those are people I could look up to. One, the Undertaker didn't look like me, but he was the bad guy, the cool guy. Everybody wanted to be like him.
3: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DW revoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, eighteen plus.
2: And Booker T actually did look like me or something I can aspire to. So those are just like two huge um representations. But like I even noticed it when I was young, like Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio, those are great like Latin X representation, like um representatives and just so many different stories and Cultures, heritage, heritages um, exemplified through those, and it was great to see because a lot of people don't get it, and a lot of people aren't represented on a lot of different TV shows.
1: Very true. I will share this with me for Black Panther when the movie came out. Um, I, I was, I saw it when it was out in the theater, but I saw it a little later than anybody else because it was the crowd, you know, it was so crowded, and I'm like, I'll just wait till it dies down a little bit. I went, I saw it. My brother and I, we saw it. My brother gets a comic book fan. He's only three years younger than me. I'm, I'm 51. And my brother's forty-seven, so we're we're a little older. I mean, I may, you know, black don't crack, of course, but exactly, you know, but <laughs> we but we come from the seventies and eighties. I was a kid in the seventies, and so I got teary-eyed, actually, coming into the theater here in the hood. I was at Baldwin Crenshaw, um, and seeing with all black folks. I saw it with all black people. I mean, there, maybe, there, maybe I think I saw a couple of salty people in there, a couple of you know white folks in there, sprinkle in there, but it was mostly black folks. Um, we went together, and and we're all we're all different ages, and it was like and people were dressed in some of the African you know dress. I wore a dashiki, you know. I mean, I went there, and I remember. And when it first comes on, you can, I know you can relate, I can know you can relate to this. Mm-hmm. The music was African, the setting was African, um, the dress was African, the story was universal. The mm-hmm. story was very marvel. The story was all that. But the, but the, but I had never seen anything like that before, in a comic book movie, and I got and, te- I started crying. I mean, I, saw, I was just thinking my grandkids—they can say when they were a kid they saw this, and when I was a kid, this was this was not even remotely was going to happen. I get Terry Eye now. I was talking about it because I just it affected me that my brother said he got a little Terry too. You wouldn't admit it. He got a little mm-hmm. Terry Eye, but I seriously it was just kind of like, this is amazing. So I mean, oh, yeah. I, I was. I mean, what do you want to say on that?
2: No, so- I was. I was like, I just had goosebumps because not only did they like show us in a great light, but like they showed us advancing. Like we were the example to the world, and I say we as Wakanda because, like, when we were shown that, it was the A plus standard of what every person should be like, what every country should be like. It was. It was cool to see because we never see movies like that, and the closest thing we get here, like more comedies like um coming to america right. and you're like you're like creating and right. uh, you're just creating what you think an african comedian would look like but this was this was real this as real as marvel could be but even with that they had real storylines when we were talking with killmonger and being in sacramento and like talking about living uh, living in poverty and stuff and like they didn't. They didn't care about me. They brought us over here, and we like. I want to. I want to know where my heritage is and stuff. Like, I don't like me as a person now. I'm from Indianapolis. I'm from the Midwest. I don't know my African heritage. So like, seeing seeing that kind of stuff is like. I kind. I like. I can relate to Killmonger in a sense, and he's the main villain. So like, seeing all that in this movie just gives me goosebumps because it was it was great from start to finish, and I just love that we get more of it and he's such a predominant character coming up in the MCU.
1: So Killmonger to me, it was funny because, yeah, he's the villain. I'm saying putting, it I'm putting, I'm in quotes because I've got to have a point why I'm saying it in quotes. He's the villain, but everybody walks away that I talked to felt bad for him. Like they were kind of like, we get why he is where he is. And that's a black trait, clearly, where we can relate, right? And it's so we're going, So it's like, most villains in Marvel, we're like, they're bad, we don't relate to them, they're done, whatever. I feel like he was one of the first ones where who we were a lot like, but I get where he's coming from. I wish he wasn't so bad. I wish he would like just you know, almost like in real life. I just wish, mm-hmm. they, you know, you know, just, just change your mindset this way. And it will be better. Like, so yeah. am, I, am I far off thinking that way or was that? Not,
2: a, not at all. I, and I think that's, that's a credit to not only Michael B. Jordan and the director, but the writing because they, they gave us a reason to care for him. They told us that we should care for my, uh, for Killmonger because he was kind of discredited. He was like, You're not you're not worthy here. You're not you're not the rightful heir. You don't deserve to be here. Go back to Sacramento or like just go back to where you are. And it was great to see that he has a rooting in, like we have a rooting interest in him because he could be an anti-hero. He could be someone that, that has a longer storyline that starts off bad and then somehow helps um helps T'Challa down the line and stuff. So that could be that could be really cool. And Michael B. Jordan is such a huge name I can't see them not using him down the line and coming back. But like it all is it's funny because like he uh he is one of Killmonger is one of the only villains that we actually feel like we have a rooting interest for but the only other one for me is Loki. And it didn't start off that really? way. Because okay. like okay because Loki Loki was like kind of a laughing point at the end of the first Avengers yeah. when Hulk started slamming him and stuff. But after a while, like you started seeing why he was angry through the through the better Thor movies and stuff, and then coming back and kind of being an antihero in the um, in the end game, trying to like save his brother and stuff like that. So it's it's um, I, I really like that about Marvel's those two characters specifically how we can have a rooting interest about them.
1: Yeah. So black comic superheroes i mean are there a, are there a lot are there some are there i mean i have no clue i mean I'm just yeah like, so
2: i'm i was new to like the the black superheroes for a while i looked into i was like how many are there there has to be, at most i'm thinking like 25 right and because like you'll see the the storms you'll see na- now miles morales but like before that you didn't you didn't know too many of them there's Well over 150 black like black superheroes. You're saying? No, I was just gonna say there's like there's so many black superheroes that haven't even made live iteration, not even live iteration, like animation. We've only seen them in the comics that we've never even heard of. There's some that are in like small comics, um like companies that we've never really heard of. But there's so many black superheroes with so many amazing powers. There's there's so many black superheroes that are stronger than the best superheroes that we know, like um, Blue Marvel. He was known as the black Superman, but he's stronger than him. And he the, the, I learned about him when I highlighted him in the black superhero almanac. So I learned about him within the last couple months. And then I bought, I bought I started buying his comics and stuff. But like it was said that he put he had to put on a mask because he didn't want people to know that he was black. So that his the first iteration of blue Marvel was a mass version. And then Kennedy told him that he actually had to stand, uh, stand down as a superhero when they found out he was black. So, and he's one of the strongest superheroes of all. And no one even knows that he could be, he could be like leading either. It's just, there's just so many examples of great superheroes that are not um talked about, not highlighted and have not been shown yet. And I'm optimistic, especially in the MCU, but um but we'll see.
1: Well it's funny. My friend Jeffrey Thorne, who has written for Marvel, among other places, he created a, a character named Mosaic. Oh, okay. A couple years ago. Um, and he did a, he, he did he, he created two different comics for them, and one was one was called Solo and it was I think it was a little more successful. But Mosaic wasn't as successful. Um, but it was a, a black superhero. And I was just so happy and he was able to do that for Marvel. He gave him the carte blanche and whatever and And I think it lasted six or seven episodes of things, comics. And I love that. Because I say, he's like, why not? And and it was rooted in something real. And they made it into why he got his powers. And so, it was by Mosaic. I'm sure it's out there somewhere you can find it. Um, But it was from Marvel. And like you said, I never even knew. I feel like, you know, I've walked into, I have a friend who owned a comic book store in San Francisco. And I remember walking in. And just like and be just like and marveling <laughs> um, on all of just what's out there. I mean, it's just like there's just it's a vast. I mean, it's a huge world. I mean, it's a huge world. Um, and so I, I just and then, but black ideas. I said just, just no. I'm like I have no clue. What's a, what's another black female superhero that we should know about?
2: So that that's the one I was kind of hinting at with Marvel, and I really hope they do this. I feel like it's going to be a while, but I want they to, I want them to do Riri Ree- Williams. Have you heard of her oh no. so she is she is um the new Iron Man oh. and she's like a high school student that's graduated from mit and has really created that uh created her own Iron Man suit when she was in in a, a high school so like she's she's one of the newer characters and she's a young black uh female who becomes Iron man and I feel like right now in the m c u um Robert downey jr is like the godfather of the m c u so at this point, if you're ever going to make another iteration of Iron Man, not only should it be a woman, but it should probably be black. So, like, it could be as far off of what the uh, first original was. So she can have her own storyline. She can have her own, like, life without trying to be in the shadow of the original um, Iron Man.
1: That makes sense. Go I go, like let's go a little farthest away from it, so to speak. Still with the message and everything, I'm sure in there, but, like, Looks wise' go yeah, with the
2: opposite and like it would it would make so much sense with like Miss Marvel that's being joined on um d c or uh, not d c um disney disney plus she's gonna have her own d- disney plus show that's they're bring they're starting to build a younger crew, so like the young Avengers, so reread could be jumped right into the young Avengers with all of them okay. just I'm just pitching this out there, marvel, if you want to hear it, if you want to collect it, go ahead and cast that I love but, it yeah, so that's that's what i'm that's what I'm adding up
1: um what are your thoughts on this um one of my, one of my girls who was on god me the show ended and now she's a new batwoman mm-hmm. uh what, what are your feelings on because i mean i don't do you watch any of the tv shows I mean, are you watching yes. okay so what are, what are your thoughts on that
2: so i'm a i'm a big fan of all the dc tv okay. shows spe- okay. and specifically the cw ones because i've been watching since steven amell started uh arrow so okay. i'm a big fan and i watched i watched batwoman i was a fan of the first season it definitely had its bumps, but it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to um, transition into season two. Because I've heard rumors where it's going to be like Kate Kane, um, Kate Kane's version of Batwoman is going to disappear in a sense, and um, the new ver- the new um, Batwoman, I believe her she's going to be playing Ryder. I forgot what her last, I forgot what the um, character's last name is, but um, in a, but she's going to be motivated to come over and take that mantle. I just wonder how that transition is going to work. What does that mean for all the rest of the characters? Because they were so closely tied to Kate Kane. Like one of the main character um, was the dad, the sister, the girl, the ex-girlfriend, like they were all her circle. So yeah. to see the main character leave and how it left is going to be interesting, but I'm, I'm optimistic because you are bringing you're bringing a black character lead in this a black um lgbtq member in this and we know that people love representation and correct representation so it's it's going to bring it's going to bring a new fan base to the show
1: why do you think the dc tv shows get do better and get more acclaim than the dc movies
2: well one because the dc tv shows had themselves established over time okay. dc movies are trying to establish themselves in all of three movies you okay. know what i'm saying yeah. like we didn't we didn't have i'm going to jump over to marvel because okay. i feel like they're like
3: in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: The the grade A standard. We didn't have Iron Man one and then Avengers. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah, we, yeah. we had Iron Man, Iron Man Two, then we had um like we had the Hulk, <laughs> even though that was a flop, but we had Captain America's, we had Ant Man. I mean like Everybody had their first movie to establish who they are, except for a, a couple, like, a couple one-offs where Spider-Man and Black Panther were introduced. But, like, everybody had establishing moments. Yeah. We had, we had rooting interest. For, for Justice League, we learned about um, The Flash. We learned about Aquaman. We learned about Cyborg all in one movie. And then we still didn't even realize, like, understand what is Superman because he doesn't talk it's it doesn't like there's so yeah. many things and then we're hearing that ben affleck doesn't really want to be there for the long term it's just so many things going on there's so many director changes for dc so in short because that was a long-winded version i love, it. I love they have it love they have that. they have to work on their directors they have to work on the the cast commitment and i know cast um things happen because like i don't want to life happens but like cast commitment on tv shows and movies. And then they just have to work on, like, building fan interest. And um, I just, I can't think of the word, but, like, rooting, yeah, building a fan's rooting interest. Because, like, I can't care about half the characters if we're introducing three of them and then still a whole villain and a whole storyline and then changing everything. It's just, like, you're doing too much. So slow it back down.
1: Because, you know, it's funny how Wonder Woman and Aquaman did very well. On um, as their standalone movies, whereas the the atrocious, I'm sorry to say this, Batman versus Superman was just atrocious to me. Um, but it's just funny how those films didn't do as well, those kind of three films do well. But the standalones of the two, so maybe it's like maybe you're right, maybe some kind of Marvel like give people their own kind of movies that see who they are and their mm-hmm. universes, and maybe that'll make us want to have them together. I guess maybe that makes sense on some level.
2: Yeah, it's Batman versus Superman was just atrocious like there was barely any dialogue I know. the dialogue that was available wasn't substantial like it it was just yeah. bad i know we just moved past that one
1: yeah we do and even though it's a junction of Wonder Woman, we liked her when she came in but other than that oh yeah you- so what so what do you do so you're a video project manager at buzzfeed so you're at buzzfeed mm-hmm. so what's it like working there what do you do
2: there so um i actually started at buzzfeed last october and i've at this point i want to say i'm i'm like close to working away from the office as long as i've worked in the office now which is a weird dynamic but um but working at buzzfeed is is really cool it's very collaborative it's like it's one of those um modern new age type office feels like where it's, it's just an open collaborative um environment and everybody's like throwing out ideas and just trying new things and and being creative and i and i and i love that environment because i've come from such a corporate background in a, in in a sense because of um strict you know what you know exactly what you got to do the day in day out is very similar with buzzfeed you're changing every different day you're doing things you never thought you'd do before like i've i've been on internet videos telling people way too many things i've told that i need to be telling because of just buzzfeed videos and like and my job is not to make videos and that's just like what i've been doing so it's 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 funny it's a great release you know i mean like i my job is behind the camera but i'm able to do in front of the camera stuff because i work there so i'm able to be creative even though my job is not a creative job
1: oh interesting okay so you're supposed to be a good company to work for i guess you said collaborative open that's yeah I don't know. I don't know. Much, I don't know. What's about, I just know their video. Yeah. So
2: like, so it's just like, um, they're an inter- uh, entertainment, um, company website, obviously. And then, um, YouTube, but like we, our main base is like the younger demographic. We just make internet content for everybody, but I guess we have so many different channels. It just depends on what you want. So for example, I did a, we, we tried vegan for a week. It was me and someone else. I was vegan for a week and I've never made, I've never even made a salad until that week to be a hundred percent honest with you. But it was, it was on the, it was on the Goodful channel. So like it is on the, the food channel and then it's actually on tasty now. And like, I feel like every, anyone has been on Facebook knows what tasty is because you've seen one meal be made, but like, oh, yeah. those are the type of videos that we're making. So it just depends on like what needs to be made and then where it goes. But like Buzzfeed is a little bit of everywhere.
1: They are, they are everywhere, actually. Literally, they <laughs> come out of nowhere. And it's funny because then you're at AfterBuzz. Like, so you're on BuzzFeed. You can actually say yes. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's AfterBuzz. <laughs> but you can actually say yes. I'm on BuzzFeed too. But. Yeah.
2: And then, like, the funny thing is I started working at AfterBuzz before BuzzFeed. So when I, when I like, moved to BuzzFeed and I, like, said, um, like, made a post about it or something, they're like, I thought you already worked there. And I was like, so this is totally different. One's a like full time job. One's right. hosting. Like one's right, behind exactly. the camera. One's not. Yes, but That's it's so all good. good. That's, uh, I,
1: know I love it it's so funny. So you're from Minneapolis. I love Minneapolis. I love the Midwest. I have family mm-hmm. all from the Midwest. Uh, what is one thing about the Midwest? Cause a lot of Midwesterners live in California. A lot of Midwesterners are in the business. Yeah. Ohio, Indiana, Missouri. You know, they're all they're all there. What is one thing about the Midwest that you kind of carry with you while you're out here?
2: Yeah. Well. I'm I'm actually like from Ohio and Indiana because it's still, it's I was Midwest. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah no, I, was, still got I just, Bob I just Evans, hey, Simultad, I, you gotta make sure I represent Ohio because I, I spent fourteen years in Ohio. Only eleven in Indiana. So I gotta I gotta keep I gotta represent. Okay. But either way, no. One thing I think is just like um my ability. I think my cordialness to people, to anyone and everybody, because like people here are are always on their own mindset, in their own mind, doing whatever they're only like doing whatever they're doing. I think the simple thing of just like saying hello, being nice, open doors is just like the smaller things that just happen when you're in the Midwest or like more of like a Southern, like just, you yeah. just, you just say the quick, the easiest example, my, like I, I walk in down the street, I'm just like, what's up neighbor? Hi, like, hi. And like, it just seems like people are just like in their own, like in their own minds doing those things. But that's, that's because this place is a melting pot for so many different cultures, um, ethnicities, languages. So it was like, at first I thought it was just a, they were just, people were just rude. Was like, no, I don't know what people was going on in other people's lives. But that is one thing I noticed is a big difference um, from the Midwest to here.
1: The Midwest is funny because I feel very at home in the Midwest. I said, I have family in Missouri, Ohio. I lived in Pittsburgh in Western Pittsburgh, you know, Western Pennsylvania, uh, you know, Indiana, you know, all that. Over there. It's, it's funny because you go to the grocery store. So I'll be at Giant Eagle or Price Chopper, where those, those stores are back there, Hy-Vee, whatever. And you're in line. And first of all, no one's in a hurry. That would I mean, I'm in LA. I'm like, okay, I got to go. I got things to do. Everybody's mm-hmm. taking your time. And then when I get to my turn, so you bought some hand sanitizer? Oh, that's what really, I love this. Sanitizer. It's like, oh, you get the. Oh, I love this chili. This chili is so good. Like they commentate on every single thing you bought as they're going through. And it's like they're being friendly. And I was just like, first one happened. I was like, um, and no one's upset that he's just kind of taking his time. Like that to me is the Midwest. It's the friendliness. It's like, you know, what? You know, we're all, you know, why are we rushing home? Like, what's at home anyway? Like, it's just, it's very it was, it, things like that would just kill me. It's like at first I was like, I can't handle this. Mm-hmm. I need to hurry up. Then I was like, oh. We I mean, lean into this. It's actually like, okay. I'm just I'm just hanging out at the store at Dollar Tree or whatever. Okay, sure, why not? Like, what well, we got a rough what
2: well, we got a rush for. It. It's not like we got traffic. No. We ain't got traffic. No, you we, just, we just gonna make it there. I was like, I it was very
1: okay, okay, so if you did Ohio and um and Indianapolis, so then do you like football?
0: hmm okay. Big football okay,
1: and are, basketball are, fan. So are you well, let's go football first. Are you a Colts fan? Or are you like a Bengals or browns or
2: I mean, so i'm a colts fan but i always root for the browns so like i was born in cleveland i hope okay. they do well okay. but like when i was in high school and college i was a colts fan i was like i went to games and stuff so it just makes more sense for me to be a colts fan but i always hope the browns do well and to be honest when i lived in indiana the Colts i mean the browns never played on tv they didn't we didn't have it on local and they definitely were, weren't playing on national so it's like, as bad as it sounds, I was a Colts fan because that's all I had.
1: Well, you know, I'm a Steelers fan from Pittsburgh. Mm, so that's
2: unfortunate. The, the, brand, <laughs> you
1: know, the Browns and the Steelers. But you know, I'll tell you something. So I have seen, because I have family in Cleveland, I'm from Pittsburgh. So I have seen uh, Steelers-Browns games at Brown Stadium in Cleveland, mm-hmm. wearing my jersey, my Ben Moms, my number seven jersey. And then I've also seen Browns fans come to Heinz Field. And I'll, I'll tell you something, with all the ribbing and joking, we always had a good time. I mean, it's was, it was like, you know, it was, it was like, you know, there was always shit talking to go happen, to have had. But yeah. in, my, in the end, was laughing, drinking beer, having a good time. Like, it was always, I love live football games. I love going, especially in the Midwest, I love being out eating bad food, eating nachos, the whole thing, watching a game.
2: I The really, fall is the best time. I agree. The fall, like, like give, me, give me a late September, early October. Football game, tailgating, like you could do that all day. The greatest weather is—I agree. Nah, totally we don't agree. have any of that here. I just at this point, I literally tweeted the other day. I miss rain. We haven't even seen rain in a while. Yeah. I'm not even talking about a, a snowflake. Like, just give me rain. <laughs> I know. Is that crazy? That I'm like, what? I'm like, I have
1: a garden, so I'm always saying, I'm tired of watering my own garden. Can I get some yep. rain up in here, God? Can we like help me out a little bit some days?
2: No. I'm going, I'm actually going to Indiana in October for two weeks. I'm looking forward to like just a difference of something. Give me like some cold weather. I have a lot of sweatshirts. Can't wear them right now. Just, I'm like sweating in a t-shirt out there.
1: No. And luckily, like in Ohio, especially where you're going to have four different um, climate changes in one day.
2: Oh, oh yeah. You know, oh, happens. yeah. You know, it's happens. just like, what what weather are we having today? Well, it just depends on the time. So exactly. just be prepared
1: exactly i do i know I love, I love the midwest i love going to my perkins i, I love look at my bob evans you know all my stuff mm-hmm. i love a lot of stuff i mean i love the midwest and i i go all the time so it's just but i always feel like a lot of people from the midwest are again it, it almost gets a bad rap sometimes i tell people i've had I've, any kind of craziness i've had happen in my life was either on the coasts or in the south the mm-hmm. midwest i mean i think it's perfect or anything obviously things happen yeah. you, but like I've always had people always seem nice to me there. I've always had a great time in Midwest. I don't know. It's yeah.
2: Fun. I mean, I've always I have too, but there is yeah. some suspect areas, oh, yeah. especially yeah. in Indiana. Especially in Indiana. Oh yeah. I've I've realized that very I mean, very at a quick and at a young age, there's just some suspect areas and it's unfortunate, but but there's a lot of great people in both of those states. So that's that's the overarching yeah. better part is that there's better people there.
1: What does being black mean to you? Oh no, no I'm gonna say it this way. What does being a black man mean to you today?
2: I think it for me it just means that I represent more than just myself. You know what I'm saying? Like for everything that I do, I'm I'm a representation for other black people. Whether it's black boys or black men that look like me. Or black women, because at the end of the day, we have to make sure that that we're speaking up for them. Because I have a sister. I have a wife or not wife. I have a sister. I have a mom. (laughs) I have a a niece. Like I have I have a lot of um, black women that 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 are are darker skin, especially those. Those are the ones that are, are really disrespected the most. So it's like if I'm not speaking up for them then I can't expect anybody else to. So it's like, I have, we have, like, as a black man, I expect, I have to hold myself up to the highest um, of values and everything, because I know I represent just more than myself.
1: I like that answer. I do. No, I, and I know I do. And I've been asked that for a lot of, I talked to James Maple on the show not too long ago, and he was another, you know, other buzzer. Mm And other people I've talked to, and I, because I'm curious because, you know, I, you know, I said, I'm 51 and I'm a Gen Xer, and I come from a time period where, 40 years ago, I was, telling, I was having the same conversation. You know, 30 years ago when I graduated high school, I was in the same conversation. I mean, I was marching and protesting for Rodney King 25 years ago. I was, I mean, these and, I, and for me and for my generation, a lot of times, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm so tired. Like, I'm really tired. And I'm tired of really several imagine. things. Tired yeah. and just, just physically still going through this, mentally going through this stuff. But also just that, I mean, like, just, I'm like, come on people. Like, you know, we need to like, wake up. And so I've been very encouraged recently By people your age and younger actually saying we're done. This is not acceptable anymore. We're not not taking it anymore. We're done. So it's giving me a renewed sense of like, okay, maybe, I don't know about you, it feels different this time.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, even though I'm only 27, I feel like it's different. And I think it's, I think it's because of the people even younger than me, like the, the, like the gen, gen Z, I think they are like, they, 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 they were rolling for for bernie sanders and and um the very progressive and and environmental and everything and then it just seemed like everybody was at home away from their friends all they had were the the internet and like tv and then what you see is a bunch of black people getting like hit killed knees stepped on their throat and then they're like you like what's going on And then for a lot of a lot of white people in the suburbs, they probably see that and actually like it hits them different because their parents probably think a different thing. So what's what's very promising for me is seeing all the younger kids, especially white people and like people of all different ethnicities like coming together because this is we're saying black lives matter, but we just want to be equal. And at the end of the day, we want everybody to be equal. We want everybody at the table, not just us. We want, we want um, Asian ethnicities, Latino ethnicities, white people. We want everybody at the table and that's what black lives matter is. And that's what we're doing. And I think, unfortunately, we have to be in our houses, but this is a blessing in disguise or that silver lining. Yeah.
1: No, I like that. I agree. I know. I totally agree with you. I feel like we just want, equality at the table that's all kids we're not asking for extra we just want to be treated the same way that's all i mean they, they always, they always yeah. feel like they, you think we're asking for extra like no we're trying to catch up we're trying to like because you guys are here <laughs> we'll be here too everybody wants that's, to be there
2: i saw i saw this picture it was like a black person lifts a, um, a white person onto like a ledge and then the black person's like hey help me up and it's like and then the white person says, "What do you mean, help you up? I got up here by myself." And then, and then it's just like the same type of thing. I was like, "No, we're just trying to get on that ledge with you." What? You, what do you mean? Hello. That's it. That's it. Hello. So it's and, interesting.
1: Uh, so I, yeah, I, I just feel like this has been going on for a long time, and I just but it does feel different this time. And we're, we're actually mm-hmm. seeing some change. And and for folks out there who just think that. You know, we're just being mean, and we're just being whiny, and I'm like, trust me. I, I said I'm actually writing a book right now uh, about my experience with the cops. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I have like seven or eight experiences in my life that were horrific with the cops, and I'm not that That's stereotypical. A- thug. I'm not like. Yeah. A- I want to show people that it just it's just. Color is color. And then, of course, we have the light skin, dark skin thing. And half my family's light skin and half my family's darker than me. I'm so middle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, I was going to say,
2: I'm the, I'm the same. So.
1: Yeah, so you know how it is. I mean, so it's kind of like we have that going on, too. And so I think you understand that we just all want to cross the board to be treated all the same way. It doesn't matter what we are. And for, for the, the LGBTQI community, same thing. The trans community same. I mean, we all want the same thing. We all I think I feel like we're all more alike than we are different. We just want to live our
2: lives. That's that's what I'm saying. And that's one thing that's I feel like is different from here. There's more open-minded people in California and like especially in Los Angeles yeah. than than it is in the Midwest. And that's unfortunate because like even though everything's slower and nicer and maybe nicer there they're stuck in their bubble there and that's that's the biggest thing that I've learned living from there to being here is it's like there's a, you can't live in a bubble here there's a, you're your bubble's gonna be popped by anybody and everybody because there's just so many different people here so you're just you're learning without even by just living out here
1: that's true that's very true I like that because being out here of course we're around every different kind of thing so that mm-hmm. does help I mean I've, I've had friends who come out here very closed Yep. And by the time they live here, they're, they're open now. They're like, and, and that's and the thing, you know, thing about life, too, is that you should be allowed to grow and change. You can have an opinion at one point. It may change. It totally may change. I'm not but, the same person I was at 18 or 25. I mean, I'm the same person.
2: That's what I'm saying. But a lot of these cancel culture people, and they're like, hey, you said no. what at 14 years old? Oh, no. You cannot have a job ever again I in know. your life. It's, it's, Please go sit down for the rest of your life and have a great one <laughs> like right, exactly. it's age. wild um yeah no i
1: personally i mean trust me i know what real racism <laughs> is like i know what it i know <laughs> what it is it stared me in the face um some of these things are just dumb things that are said sometimes at a young age and that and if they have changed then that then we should be good i mean yeah if they've learned from that it should be good i mean sometimes we they're learning from our parents I was taught that there was a blue-eyed devil when I was a kid. I come on, I mean, I can't. See, I do understand. I, I was born in the '60s and I was yeah. raised in the '70s, where it was like I was part of busing It didn't work, obviously, and desegregation. And I was told by my white, my black grandparents that that's the blue-eyed devil. Don't trust them. Don't trust white folks. That kind of thing. So it's like that's not good to say either, on some level. But that's I don't understand. I remember going to tell me she said when she was a kid they asked her where her tail was.
2: That's wild.
1: She'd say under my dress. She was smart ass. Like, yeah. But they would ask her, where's your, well, where's your tail? We don't see it. And they were like, t- the white kids were very serious. Yeah,
2: That's, I mean, I guess I've just been like blessed that I never really had to deal with that kind of stuff. Like exactly. I've, oh, but like 90% of my closest friends are white though. And they always have been. So it's like, I could have been, I know there's been, in my older years, there were some, there was some stuff that was like, um, all right, I had to cut that like the stuff in the in the bud like quick. But like when I was younger, I was kind of blessed to have like really good friends to never really feel too out of like too out of place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, for me it
1: was hard because I had white family members,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so it's like I had white grandparents. I mean, I mean, I I come from a multicultural family, so it's kind of yeah. like uh, oh, white folks are the devil, but they must have loved my family. It's like, so. <laughs> right, and so and 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 and, in, and I have family in Indiana and Gary, I have family in in Cleveland and Ohio, mm-hmm. and they're black and white, and they all get along, so it's like well, they all get along, and everything's kind of fine, um but like I was taught that white folks are bad, so and and some of my friends are why well, taught that black folks were bad, and like and it's it's just so it's 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 outrageous, it's all outrageous and in in the, the big scheme of things, we're all just human. Um, yep. We carry the generational traumas of the past. Of course, we have to break those. But we're, we all are basically kind of the same. It's just that we just
2: at the end of the day,
1: at the end of the day. So I, I, we need to, we need to get to that point at some point. I hope it's my lifetime. I Hope it's your lifetime. I don't know. I may, have a good, maybe I may have another good thirty years here or whatever thirty forty years. Hopefully, I'm like. I hope it. I
2: hope it happens because I, ho- I hope it's sooner rather than later. I hope because there's there's so many people that deserve to see it happened and like the deserve to see change. So I hope I see it in their lifetime and like it happens soon.
1: So what's next for you? As we're wrapping things up, I can talk to you forever. So uh, as we're wrapping things up, what, I mean, what do you, I mean you're doing BuzzFeed of course, but I mean, this is down at the moment, but what what are you going to do in the meantime?
2: So my my goal is to continue working behind the scenes and in front of the screens and long-term is going to be TV hosting, interviewing and just learning about different, different experiences. I I hope to be that kind of middleman between different people, kind of opening up people's eyes. And I always say I want to be the Oprah of television shows with Will Smith's personality because at the end of the day, Will Smith can walk in any room and everybody can relate to him, can talk to him, can feel like they can learn from him. So I want to do that. But on the same token, I want to own the production company. I want to I want to be the head of the show. I want to be the head of production and stuff. So that is why I'm still working at BuzzFeed. That's why I'm still growing at BuzzFeed and I, and I told that them from day 1. I was like that's why I want to be in your videos, but I still want to be the the project manager and then eventually move over to content and stuff and that's what I'm doing. And it's it's a it's a blessing, but like I've heard so many people say you can't you can't do too many different things. You need to figure out what you want to do. You need to do one track and I was like I'm just I'm just gonna do what I wanna do. And then you can tell me no, but I'm gonna just continue doing it. And one thing I always say is create your opportunity, and that's what I've continued to do. And like the like, like I was working at Fox Sports, I couldn't do anything in front of the camera. I found afterbuzz. So I've create in a sense created my opportunity to continue working and learning behind the scenes and then doing it in front of the scenes as well. So that that's what I'm gonna be doing. Say it's my goal, but it's it's what the plan is.
1: I want to tell you something as 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 an, like an older brother to you. Most people know that I do ten thousand different things and I'm successful at all of them. So you mm-hmm. do whatever the fuck you want and Appreciate get there, and get your own lane, how you want to get there. And I've told people all the time, James you got to pick one or the other. No, James is going to pick all ten. And so, but I also I do trim the fat occasionally and, and make sure I work on you know I make sure all ten things are good. But I'm just telling you, I own my own company. I have two companies that I own. You can do the same thing. You can totally run your own company. And I actually now. I'm actually helping other people with their own content. You mm-hmm. can do that too. I mean, I, I'm, I'm supporting you. I'm saying you, you can do it. Don't let anybody tell you what you can't do because they're, they're coming from their own places. They come mm-hmm. from their own experience. They're coming from their own feelings. So I'll try to throw it on you. Now, sometimes some advice is good. I take all advice in, I filter what I feel is good for me, and then the rest goes. Exactly. Um, but I tell people, but people tell me, they tell me all the time. And now I'm the James of all trades. Everybody knows me as that now. I don't. I do. I do music. I do books. I do TV. I do everything because I love doing it, and I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can't do it, then I don't do it. If I, if I have enough time, or everything it gets wayside. But you do you. You follow the path that you want to follow, and you're going to get there.
2: I appreciate it, man. You get there. And I really do.
1: I, and I support you. I support you. Whatever, whatever I can do to help, I you know, I will. I will help you. you know? Well,
2: you invited me on here, so I appreciate it. I really do.
1: Thank you. So, Jeff, tell people, excuse me, Jeffrey Williams Jr., tell people where they can find you on the social media platforms.
2: Yes. If you guys want to continue the conversation, you guys can follow me at, at Jeff Will Jr. on all your social media platforms so they know it's me and not my dad, not anybody. It's Jeff Will Jr. So, no, I appreciate that. And yeah, just thank you for letting me on. It was great talking to you. Great just talking to another black man about the same experiences, learning from you enjoying the, the superhero talk and yeah we're gonna have to do this again soon
1: yes yeah, so definitely we will do this again and folks you can follow me where all james Loud juniors are at james Loud jr on all social media platforms i mean literally everywhere even on tiktok Yes, on tiktok folks don't know what i'm doing but i have three million views so i'm doing something i guess correct um so follow me on there and see what shenanigans i'm up to on there and then of course this is on jlj media my online network and i have Bunch of shows, some are mine, some aren't, and they're all across every single social media platform, every single streaming service, and on YouTube at JLJ Media. Everyone, please wash your hands, wear a mask, and have compassion for others.